Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I am Masood Raja, and today I briefly want to talk about two important concepts that should and do inform our lives, and that is kindness and generosity. Now, I'm not a philosopher, so of course I can't give you a philosophical discourse on these two concepts. But most of what I understand by kindness and generosity is informed by, of course, my lived experience and my reading and my training as a humanities professor. And I always emphasize these two qualities to my students. As Thomas Hardy famously said, kindness is all. And I do realize that kindness is, in so many ways, all. And one great example I have from my previous life, not previous alternate life, but you know, the life that I had before an academic was when I was getting married, my ex-wife was from Japan. And when she called her mother to tell her that she was getting married, her mom only asked her one question, and that was, is he kind? She didn't ask her, was he rich, did he have a good job, but is he kind? And now that I think about that question, I realize that I, as a parent, would ask the same question if my daughter were, were to get married. Of course, we don't have children, because when someone is kind, you can assign them so many other qualities. Chances are if they are kind, they'll be patient. If they are kind, they'll hear you out. If they are kind, they will not intentionally try to hurt you or anyone else. And then if a person is generous, I don't mean only in material sense. If a person is generous, that means they'll be willing to share their time with you. They'll be willing to hear you out. They'll be willing to share whatever little that they have with you or with others. So kindness and generosity, when they come together, they kind of inform a kind of humanity that has the possibility of changing the harshness of this world. And that's why I emphasize these in my teaching and in my own practice as a human being, as a scholar, and as a professor. Now, as a teacher, when I started thinking about these almost intangible concepts of kindness and generosity, that also led me to a different path of training myself. So if kindness and generosity were important to me, then I decided to learn how can I teach it in a classroom. And that took me to the works of people like Martha Nussbaum, Mark Bracker, and so many others who have theorized and then articulated practices of pedagogy that encourage our students to become kinder to their local and global others and to be generous. And I think that's absolutely crucial in a humanities classroom 
to try to teach these things. And the reason is pretty simple because the world in which we live and what we try to teach our students is to be competitive, to be the best, right? And that creates a kind of human subjectivity that is aggressive, that can sometimes transgress, right? Because the person is seeing the world as a competitive place. So one thing that I learned from Mark Brocker's work was the idea that in order for people to become kind and generous, they need to develop empathy, right? And empathy in a way, of course, empathy is different from sympathy because empathy also encourages you to try to understand others and put yourself in their shoes. That is what creates an empathetic being. And some of the techniques that Mark Brocker in his book Radical Pedagogy talks about is that in order to teach empathy, we can't just give them an essay on empathy and ask them to read it. We have to encourage them to perform empathetic behavior. How? So let's say we're reading a book. We are reading things fall apart, right? And maybe someone is being treated badly, a character is treating, being treated badly. So instead of only discussing the politics of it or the cultural context of it, we can also encourage your, our students to ask or ask them, what does this make you feel? Because when you ask them to share their feelings, two things would happen. If they genuinely feel distressed about a character being mistreated, then they will express it. They will perform an empathetic identity. But the practice goes even deeper. Let's say there is someone who absolutely doesn't care about other human beings. But in order to do well in a class, they would perform an empathetic answer because they know that's the answer you as a professor are looking for. And I pointed this out to Mark Brocker because he's my former colleague and his answer was pretty simple. He said, look, the way we change people's minds is not by lecturing them or giving them more facts, but by encouraging them to perform a compassionate, generous, and empathetic identity. And if they are doing it only to get a grade, even that is changing their mental schemas upon which is built the edifice of their selves. And if they do more and more of it, it would have already changed their consciousness because they have at least performed empathetic behavior. So that's what I learned from Mark Brocker and his work. And so if we know these little things, if we just have this idea at the back of our minds that we don't just teach literary content, that the content that we teach also has the power to transform people and make them into kinder, gentler, and more compassionate and, and empathetic people, that will then impact our choices, the texts that we use, the assignments that we make, right? And the kind of class discussions we have. And that's why I have always placed hope in the role of human humanities and the humanistic education, if done correctly, with a mission to enable our students to become more compassionate and generous and empathetic, then a humanistic education can be very, very transformative. And that's 
why I often talk about kindness and generosity. And that's why I try to perform a kind and generous identity as a professor, as a teacher. So that leads us to yet another question or maybe a set of questions, right? And that is how do we perform generous and kind identities as teachers and professors? And I always remind people that we don't need to think in grand terms. Acts of kindness can be really small, right? Answering an email on time, right? If a student asks you a question, giving them a good answer. If a student is distressed, is having administrative problems and reaches out to you, giving them a few minutes of your time, guiding them to the right person who can help them, that's inside the classroom. I mean, it is our job, but to actually go out of your way to help your students with their studies, but also with other problems that they might have on campus. In the world where you are, where you and I go, right, I walk into a coffee house every morning, right? There is not a lot I can give the people who serve me my coffee, but I can at least be kind and sweet and ask them how they are doing. If you are in a culture where there are cultural hierarchies are already set and pretty staunch, you can at least acknowledge the service that someone gives you, right? Or at least thank them and be kind and generous to them. If you are from the middle class anywhere in the world and you go to a restaurant and someone serves you, don't just think of them as people who are serving you. That's because they need to make a living. Think of them as as equal human beings. And when it comes to paying your bill, you know, it doesn't cost you much to give a nice tip. So that's material kindness, but it's also an acknowledgement from you to this person who just served you that you value their service. And then when you talk to them, of course, be polite, be kind, be generous. These are just the small little things we can do in everyday life to be kind and to be generous, right? And the impact is huge because if you are being kind and nice and generous to someone, chances are they will pass it on to others and eventually maybe we'll be able to create a culture in which at least the performative kindness and generosity is a part of everyday culture and that people don't see the world in these aggressive competitive ways and don't see their place in it as someone who's fighting for their place but rather as someone who's sharing the planet with others so these are some of my thoughts on kindness and generosity and how it can be incorporated in a humanistic or humanities classroom, but also, you know, in life where we interact with other human beings. Now, I understand this is not a deeply philosophical explanation of it, but I hope that some of the thoughts that I've shared with you or some of the feelings that I've shared with you can make your day better and maybe encourage you to pass this on to others so that we can create a world in which more and more of us are kind and generous to each other.
Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm delighted that you're here and I am really grateful for your support. I will now see you next time and until then as always peace and love. Thank mm-hmm. you.